Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great companion to this podcast and a wonderful New Year's gift to yourself or someone that you love. This week, we are doing the New Year's Plan Jam, where I'm talking to folks with a few different areas of planning expertise and perspectives and asking them how they plan for the year ahead. I'm also going to be sharing the process that I used to in Friday's episode. So it's really an action-packed week here on how to be a better person. And I actually planned it to be action-packed here now this week between Christmas and New Year's because this is often one of the quieter weeks of the year when you might actually have some space to do some thinking and reflecting and planning. Today, I'm talking with Jessica Tudos, a mindful organizer based in Toronto who specializes in helping people who have multiple passions take good care of all the things they care about, including themselves, by being more thoughtful and organized. In addition to organizing, Jessica is a former Olympian gymnast and author of the children's book, Kika, the Upside Down Girl. I had Jessica on earlier this year. I think it was in 2022. What year is it? (laughs) I had Jessica on earlier this year to talk about life admin and staying on top of all our tasks that I collectively refer to as adulting. I got a lot of great feedback from listeners to her content. So Jessica, I am so excited to have you back. Thanks for being here today. It's great to be back. Thanks, Kate. (laughs) So tell me how you feel about this time of year as a person who fully embraces planning. Are you like rah-rah New Year's planning? Let's go. (laughs) Well, it's always interesting, right? Because we're all busy in our own ways with the whole holiday stuff. And there's this, you know, all these messages coming like, have you looked at your year? Have you reviewed your year? What are you doing for your annual planning? Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like there's a should in there. You know, you should be having some version of this. And so I think for me, over the years, I've realized that while I enjoy doing it and, and taking stock of what's happened, it takes a few weeks to do it. And I find that when I put it into place, it's usually at the beginning of January. So I agree with you, the week between Christmas and New Year's is, for me anyway, it's like thinking time. Mm. And for a lot of people, when I work with them, it takes the pressure off. Like you don't have to do this thing in December when there's so much going on. So that's the first thing is timing. Because we really want to give ourselves space to think about, you know, what went well, what could be better, what we want to keep, what we want to let go of. Amen. Can you give us a peek into your own New Year's planning practice then, like including when you do it? Sure, sure. So I think I start, you know, again, when, when I'm getting the emails and seeing the, the posts about all this stuff, I start thinking about it. 
and I start looking back through my daily diary agenda. So I use a paper-based agenda, which I love, and it's by week. It's a weekly. I spoke about this in the Life Admin <laughs> But yeah, so I love my weekly journal because in there, at the end of the week, there's like, what are your highlights and what are things to work on? And so I try my best to fill that in. And in December, I make a point of reviewing it and then looking at each month and saying, okay, so what are some highlights? What are some things that went really well? And I just collect that, you know, in the book, but also in my mind, knowing that at the end of the month or even into January, I'm actually going to write it down. And I have a structure for that when I'm ready. But it, as I said, I feel like with more space, it's not like I sit down in two hours and bang out the whole thing. No, it takes longer. Right. Well, does it take like, I don't know, two sessions, three sessions? I'm just curious. Like, do you plan it out on your calendar or do you kind of notice, hey, I'm in the mood? Yeah, I notice it. At first, just as a, I sort of take the pressure off myself and just start thinking about it at the beginning of the month. And then around this time, middle of the month, I'll take, yeah, I'll, I'll set aside some time on my online calendar with time blocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, for this hour, I'm going to review, you know, my months. I'm going to go backwards and see. And you know what often happens? And when I work with others on this, the same thing happens is across the board. We forget so many of the things that we've done, especially earlier on in the year. Right. And so by going back and, and when you have written it down, either in a you know, digital or paper-based or whatever format you use, you go back and you're like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh, right. These things we take for granted that we now have in place, well, they might have happened in January or February. And so it's such a great reminder. And, and it it builds confidence, you know, that we see, okay, we, we've done things because, you know, I think we all fall into this, like, I'm not doing enough, or maybe not all, but mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's so much pressure to, to do more and be more, and especially if you're in the entrepreneurial space, there's no finish line, right? So you, you just kind of keep going. And reflecting back and seeing your successes, is it's wonderful. And it's really, really important to celebrate that. Yeah. Do you, so I do that first. Okay. And do you <laughs> and write those things down year. again? Or yeah. is it just more of a reminder? I do. I have a structure for oh, it. Oh, yes. You said structure. And, and I was like, oh, I want to hear about that. Of course. <laughs> it has, you know, boxes. And I have a workbook. And, and I've actually offered this as a workshop. And I think I will do it again in January. I've been thinking about it. I've had a bit of a rough fall, you know, when things, when it's harder to get things done, you have to look and say, okay, like what's possible and what how can I take care of my health and take care of my emotional, you know, well-being in order to do the things that I do? So I've had to scale back a bit, which is never easy, especially for someone with, you know, this portfolio life full of things. Mm-hmm. But the annual review is really an opportunity to know yourself better and to to see like where were those highlights and what do you want to bring forward? And, and what do you really want to not bring forward? <laughs> what do you want to let go of? Mm. And so it's been personally satisfying and also with doing it in a group, in a workshop setting. Right. There's, there's a note, a workbook and, you know, ways to work through it. Yeah, for sure. 
So it sounds like you're the reflecting process. Now, tell me if I'm getting your structure wrong, but you look back and kind of make a list of highlights. It sounds like you also do some thinking mm-hmm. about what didn't work or what you don't want to carry forward. Is that another list? Yes, yes, yes. So again, if you do it in There's different ways, right? You could do it in a journal or do it in a workbook or open a new document and call it, you know, year in review 2022 or plus 2023. Because a lot of times it's, I find it really helpful to look back on your year and then take that into the new year and make some plans and, and have some set some goals. And so again, for myself and for many people who need some structure in order to do this, there's 10 categories I use. Hmm. I don't know if you want to hear them. Yes. Are, are you kidding you me? I totally okay. want to hear them. Cool. Let's, can okay, you just tell because us? this really helps. Okay, great. It's like List life. them and then um, I have to take a break and we'll come back and talk more about them. Okay. Okay. So 10 categories. So health and fitness. Okay. Learning and knowledge. Mm. Personal life and family. Mm-hmm. Friends and community. Emotions and spirituality. Travel and culture. Hobbies and creativity work and career, home and belongings. Actually, there's only nine. (laughs) I changed it. So those are the categories. And of course, everybody can sort of um, adopt their own, like what goes in each of those, but they're broad enough that you can look at those. And then you look, here are the simple three questions. What went well? What didn't go so well? What will you focus on next year? Mm. That's it. And that's a simple, yes, you can ask many more complicated questions, but I find three questions. Yeah. <laughs> good, not so good, and what are you bringing forward? And that really, in each of those categories, really, and to write it down. I love that. Okay, great. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. You know, I some people might hear nine and think that's a big number, but, you know, I hear all those categories and I'm like, oh, this is great because I'm not forgetting anything. <laughs> I'm not neglecting anything. Exactly. And the order is intentional because, again, some people might put like work and career right up at the front of it. And, and yes, it's important. But I guess in my mind, I'm feeling like health and fitness, learning, like I've sort of, you know, taken these categories and, and used them in a way to, to hopefully broaden your sense of like what actually went on in your life. <laughs> you know? yeah. There's a lot of depth. Amazing. Nine categories. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. We'll have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. And I want to talk some brass tacks. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back to my conversation with Jessica Tudos, a mindful organizer who is sharing her New Year's planning process with us. So, Jessica, thank you for sharing your nine categories and the three questions that you ask. You said you could write it down. I'm curious, like, what you use exactly. I know there's a lot of options out there. So, yeah, can you share those details with us? Sure, sure. And in designing this workbook, I did it first for myself and I thought, oh, and then I think I maybe mentioned it to a few people and they're like, this is great. I want to do it. I want to do it. So I, I developed a workbook. Each page has one category and 
that's what you put inside, what went well. And, and it's just, again, the challenge here is it's hard to think back, right? Like what went well in my travel? And that, you know, if you don't have it written down somewhere, you know, you're just using your memory. And so sometimes that doesn't work as well as if you've written it down. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, I'm always the fan of try to track as you go, whether you use a calendar or a notebook or, or, or whatever it is, a journal, because then when you do this, you look right back onto that and you see it. There it is. There it is. I see that too, right? And it becomes easier because sometimes it's frustrating when you're like, there must be more to this category. Like, is this it? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so writing it down ahead of time is always good. But yeah, I use a workbook. I print it out and then I have it from year to year. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you also mentioned goal setting. And I know that this process that you're sharing with the nine categories and the three questions mm-hmm. is going to inform your goal setting. But it sounds like, is goal setting a separate activity? And how do you think about that if so? Yeah. So my relationship to goal setting (laughs) Mm -hmm. has been an interesting one. As someone who, again, has interest in many different fields, I I found over the years that sometimes goals and and goals along with New Year's resolutions, sometimes there's this pressure. Like if if I set this goal and and what happens if I don't reach it, I'm going to feel like I failed and that won't feel very good. So Mm -hmm. I see it more as plans. Like really, if you're planning ahead, and yeah, your your intention is to get there. But for me and for many others, like, there's a, a more gentle <laughs> approach to that, I feel like. And there's not as much pressure, which can be difficult to manage when, when things don't go quite to, you know, what you expected. Mm-hmm. So in that question, what will you focus on next year? Let's say health and fitness, if you can look big picture and then break it down into, okay, and if I would really like to rest more, what are three things I need to do specifically to rest more? I need to go to bed earlier. I need to do whatever the things are. Mm-hmm. Because I think having a, a bigger plan and then break that down into action steps is what allows us to get there. Got it. So it's sense? not so much, yeah, it's not so much like, what am I going to achieve? It's more like, what is my intention and how do I move toward that intention? Yeah. Yeah. And in this category of my life, like, how do I want to show up? Mm-hmm. Like in 12 months, when I do this again, what do I want to put in what went well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what, what what's going to go there? Because then we can see that and go, okay, I, you know, health is important to me and I really need to rest more. And so what will I do to get there? And what support might I need to get there? I think that's a really important piece too. I know I've learned that the hard way as again, in this year, that's been a little more challenging. And for sort of the, the DIYer, uh, DIY people out there who, you know, we say, oh, we could just do this and just forge ahead and just, you know, come on, do it. When that doesn't work, mm-hmm. you're like, support's important. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And nothing wrong with asking for it. And so I think when we talk about or think about action steps, it's like also, and what support might need to get there. I love that. So you've mentioned portfolio living and having multiple passions. How does that 
aspect of yourself, the fact that you do a few different things and care a lot about a lot of different things, how does that impact your planning process? Or do you have specific advice for mm. your fellow portfolioists? And I'm raising my own mm, hand here. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. For those of us who have our, our hands and, you know, energy and creativity in many different places, it's sometimes hard to organize that and, and to prioritize. I think that's often what it comes down to. So I try, again, when I'm looking at the creativity category and the work and career, those tend to go, in my life, they go together, mm -hmm. they connect. And I try to determine like, what are three? I love the three is just a great number. Three or five. Five is, is a little more intense, mm -hmm. but what are three projects you know, that makes sense to focus on moving forward because I may have 15 ideas, mm -hmm. but I can't do 15. I can't do 15 projects. None of them will be well done well. So what are three that I can focus on and say, okay, this is the year where I, you know, fill in the blank, write the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As you know, I've been <laughs> wanting to do this and I really, that is on my list for 2023. It's like, I have so many drafts, like enough already. Let's get this thing out into the world. Mm -hmm. Let's ship it. So I try to have three. And actually, I usually do three in each category. Okay. It's a nice number to work with. And some of them are, you know, professionally focused and some are personally focused. But that tends to work well. I love it. For people who are loving what you're saying and maybe interested in your potential workshop, your uh, workbook, I don't know. Where should people go to connect with you? Best place is my website currently. And at, it's my name, jessicatudos.com. So Jessica and then T-U-D-O-S.com. And that is where I post information about upcoming workshops. I have information about my decluttering and organizing. We do a really cool event where we call Making Space. And so we gather together online as a group and we declutter together with really cool music. It's like dancing and decluttering. <laughs> it's really fun. It makes it fun. That sounds very <laughs> energizing. So are, yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the you know, the events that I, I lead and, and love to do. So that's the best place where people can connect with me. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jessica. It's always so great to talk to you. Thanks, Kate. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at KateWHanley.com don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 